Hey guys, and welcome back to Mind the Green Space, the podcast where we talk about all things adventure, sustainability, and mental health, and how they all somehow interconnect. This podcast is in collaboration with Powerful Parks. To find out more about them, check out the description below. Welcome back to Mind the Green Space. This week I'm joined by another fellow podcaster, so this would be a really good one. Uh, John Horsfall. Did I say that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself, John. Uh, hi, yeah, I'm John Horsfall. I, um, I am the host of the Modern Adventure podcast. I run, I'm an adventure photographer and podcaster, and I have a website called zebraadventures.com, which is sort of a sort of uh, platform for many sorts of adventures, blogs for people to use. And throughout uh, the last five years, of, well, five years, God, it's getting on now, two years, minus two years for COVID, I've uh, traveled and sort of documented my journeys throughout. Uh, yeah, I had a look at your um, website. And I was like, geez, this guy has done some great <laughs> sick adventures. <laughs> Oh, you, yeah, you um, you describe yourself as an adventure athlete, but I think the word adventure means something different for everyone. So, what does adventure mean to you? Well, I think adventure is a very sort of loose word uh, to describe many different things because adventure to someone is completely different for or definition to someone else, and I suppose it adapts and changes throughout i mean there's a quote that goes adventure is just bad planning you know whether you're on an expedition or whether you're going on a massive hike um i remember having livia smoker on my podcast and we were speaking about type two fun and you know the idea of when stuff starts to go wrong that's usually when a proper adventure happens but um i suppose adventure for me is about exploring your possibilities and putting yourself into certain discomforts and throughout that you grow and you learn so much and you know adventure doesn't have to be this incredible you know I don't know Mount Everest climb everyone has their own Everest to climb their own things that they want to pursue and for me adventure is really more about just exploring oneself and just understanding different worlds different cultures and in the process learning probably more about oneself and about the wider world couldn't have put it better myself that was a spot on way to describe what it means to you <laughs> can tell you're a podcast <laughs> um so talking about then would you say that your personal brand and like how you brand yourself is zebra adventures is that it kind of comes under like your podcast your blog so uh, it's, it's a funny story well so i sort of from 2016 to 2019 i was sort of pursuing these and documenting my journey and then in 2020 i I had back surgery and I had planned, I and unfortunately it sort of put an end to a lot of my more extreme planning of expeditions and extreme adventure adventures per se. And so our Zebra Adventures was sort of born out the idea of taking people on an adventure. Um, it was sort of the idea of creating these experiences that I has sort of pursued i remember in when i was on one of my trips me and a friend you know we were there on top of a hill camping in you know our crappy little tent with a with a fire going crappy little frying pan cooking up some horrific you know spaghetti ragu you know onions tomatoes pretty bland pretty but we were sort of looking out and just thinking wow this is one of the most amazing experiences and the idea with Zebra Adventures was to create a sort of very basic, but um, a very basic experience for people to enjoy at not, you know, that doesn't break the bank. 
Yeah. And so the idea sort of started in 2019 and pursued through to early 2020. And then COVID happened. And the idea then had to be slightly changed because uh, one, hospitality was a bit more difficult and planning and yeah. all sorts of, I don't know, regulations. And the whole idea sort of seemed a complete mind uh I won't even say the word, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, so the idea then sort of changed and it sort of moved more back into media and podcasting. And that was something, I don't know if it was like you, but I was just genuinely interested in finding, speaking to as many people as I can, because I think people in adventure have incredible and very varied stories about why they got into it, why they love it. And, you know, like yourself, it was very much, and for me, it was about sort of more understanding why people do it, because everyone has their own reasons to start. And, you know, you've done 30 episodes, and I'm sure you sort of get an idea roughly about why people get into it and why people love it so much. And that was sort of um, one of the reasons I sort of did that. So Zebra Adventures started in the idea of experiences, but then because of COVID sort of adapted more towards a sort of media, film, documentaries, uh, photography, that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. I think especially um, with podcasts and just talking to people, I think that inspires adventure just as much because when I'm talking to so many people like Alex Staniforth are doing Everest twice, now on my bucket list is to do Basecamp Everest because once I've started to look into it after I've been inspired by him, it's something I want to do. And I get a little bit of, I'm not sure if you find the same, a bit of FOMO when I listen to all these people having these crazy adventures and all I can do is just listen to their story and I've not done anything like that before. So then I'm inspired to go out and I think it helps a lot with like listeners as well. I definitely get inspired by listening to other people do it. Uh, absolutely. I think there are so many people around the world who are doing just incredible things every single day. And, you know, for you, that's for Alex, it was his Everest was actual Everest. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, it's sort of so many different people have different. I, I personally, Everest doesn't really appeal to me, but um you know, I, other big expeditions certainly do. And so everyone has these sort of different ideas and different experiences. And that is speaking to a lot of people. Yes, you do get the slight sort of FOMO um, in a sense of like, wow, that's incredible. I, I don't know. There's a part of me that sort of by listening to absorbing their story, you get a little bit, but I, I think everyone, to copy someone's or to do it's always about sort of pushing yourself into yeah different so everyone has i i sort of listen and get inspiration yeah but i don't sort of go oh i'm very jealous i really want to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i get jealous of like the life but all like hearing like these crazy things have these stories to tell and the experience they've had and then i mean i'm only young anyway like i'm just turned 21 and i'm talking to like 40, 50 year olds that have like traveled the entire world. And then I'm like, okay, I really need, it makes me realize that like how big the world is, I guess, and like how much possibility there is. I think with you, when I went on your website, you ski to Afghanistan. Am I right in saying that? Uh, very loosely. I, I think okay. the word skiing <laughs> is probably, it, it was sort of the idea at the time. Um, a friend of mine proposed the idea when I so at I think in 2017 I was working as a landscape architect in an architecture firm in London and I I was enjoying it but I I just done this trip across Kenya and I was looking at a different path let's say and so a friend proposed this trip originally was to go from like England to I, th I think it was India through like Pakistan and S Central Asia but yeah. you can't go to Central Asia and Pakistan you can only do one or the other because the borders and getting back in or something yeah 
Um, but what I love to do is rather than sort of travel and see, I always like to sort of put an endurance element to it. And so skiing was very much this idea. And the whole idea was to break, to show places like Afghanistan and Iran in a completely different light to how others might perceive it. Because at the time, um, it was 2018, um, Trump had just sort of, what's the word, pulled out of the Iranian nuclear deal and suddenly you were seen on the media burning American flags, British flags, whatever it may be. Um, they always see Britain as their sort of little, America's little sister, devil sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I wanted to show was places like these is it's not quite what you see in the media. And actually when you go in and you go and meet the people, you just see the most incredible kindness from these um, different countries. And so with Iran, the idea of skiing was very much to show that one, you can ski in the Middle East, uh, which I, I don't know your listeners may or may not know that, but Iran has mountains outside of Tehran that go to sort of four or 5,000 meters. Um, bear in mind, we went in about May, so it wasn't the best conditions for skiing, but it we did it for one day and we hiked from this place called Dizin up to the very top of one of the mountains there. And it took seven and a half hours trudging through mud, wet snow, then skinning all the way up to some of the and just before we got to the top we were told we had to turn around because it warmed up and avalanches were sort of coming down left right and center around us so we skied we hiked for seven hours and we skied for two minutes oh no <laughs> <laughs> and it's in some of the worst snow conditions for any skiers out there you can possibly imagine you know wet sticky but for me, it was probably looking back one of the best days, not of my life, but one of my favorite days I've ever had because it was just had everything involved. It was this idea that I'd been putting together for months just to go and do this one day skiing in Iran and film it. And it just showed like some of the most amazing people that we did it with, the guides and some of the locals there. And also just showed the most beautiful part of Iran. Well, not the most beautiful part, the beautiful mountains of Iran. Yeah. Iran has some incredible mosques and some incredible like other places to go other than the mountains, but I love nature and the outdoors. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that you mentioned that because the whole reason I picked this one adventure to point out is because it's the Middle East and you see Western culture and the media people in the UK and the USA are terrified of the Middle East just because of what they read on the media and then something that I love doing just when I got some free time is going on YouTube and there's so many great YouTubers that have gone to like every country and they go and they interview just normal locals they have like local guides to show them what it's like really like and then you get such a different view of like how the world is and you don't see that on like just traditional media and that's why I pointed that out because that when I've seen people like you go out and do these adventures in these places, that's when I realised, wow, this world is so big, there's so much to do in it. It's not how the media portrays it at all. Like, I can do some stuff if I wanted to, like that. Yeah, I think um, it's amazing because so many of these YouTubers who you can or cannot judge for whatnot, um, some of them are absolutely incredible because they do break down these preconceptions. You know, you have Ava Zubek, who 2018 went out to Pakistan. Again, at the time, American media was portraying it as, you know, this very dangerous place. She traveled on her own up and down the, the length of the country, documenting and speaking to locals, going to like being invited into sort of traditional weddings there or, you know, local markets on her own. And showed some of the most amazing footage of Pakistan and you know Pakistan go absolutely mental for her because 
she broke down these sort of preconceptions of what Pakistan is. I remember in when I talked about Iran in 2018, I was speaking to an American lady who I was traveling with at the time, and I was discussing exactly with you the idea of breaking down. And she was like, yeah, yeah, but Iran is really, really dangerous. And I was like, no, there are certain parts, just like everywhere else in the entire world, that are dangerous. And in her head, she just couldn't comprehend that Iran was safe and nice. And the people, wherever you go around the world, are generally very hospitable and kind. Some, yeah. And, you know, whatever the media might say or people might say, I always think if you have the opportunity to experience it yourself, then um, it's always worth doing. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, so where did the idea then of doing some of these crazy wacky adventures <laughs> and some crazy wacky places come from? Have you always been really outdoorsy? Was there kind of like a moment in your life where you thought you needed to get out or? <laughs> uh, there's always moments where I need to get out. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I was lucky enough uh, growing up to travel. Um, and I was very sporty. And I suppose where these traveling adventures came from was very much uh, the idea of like cycling or running or, you know, it was doing two things I loved or as one might say, killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. <laughs> it's the idea of traveling, but also it sort of happened when I went across America in 2012, this sort of idea had blossomed out of nowhere the idea was to cycle across america i didn't own a bike i had never been to america but i had this idea to cycle across it's quite a few years ago now so i can't remember the exact reason why but i just wanted to explore on my terms and yeah. just do something a bit different and what i found in the sort of two months while cycling across with no sort of map per se it was very much like google maps oh that's west okay we'll just aim there and don't get me wrong that can actually get you in quite a bit of trouble from time to time <laughs> um but what it did do was it made me go into like these communities which are completely off the tourist map you know you will never see it you, you know you're you go to places like juliet in illinois or um Colombiana in Ohio, you know, places I don't think many of your podcast guests would have heard of. I'd, I'd love it if they did. But um, what and where you and when I went into these communities, they were very much like, what is this guy doing? Because I was wearing like Lycra and, you know, on a touring bike, you have four panniers on each wheel or four panniers, one on each wheel. And they were like, what are you doing? We need to speak to this guy. And what happened was some of the most amazing experiences would happen from it. And that's where the sort of idea of these travels sort of came from, was by going across America, by going onto the back streets uh, or the back country roads, is where you meet the real, real people from those countries yeah. who are you know, not your sort of tourist map. And, you know, you don't meet any sort of tourist along the way, but you have the most sort of unique and incredible experience from it. Yeah, 100%. Um, not very well traveled myself, but this that is something that I would love to do and just get out and do something like that because it's so easy to fall, I think, into a bit of a rut of like, especially if you're working full time as well, like I am, and your holidays are like limited. And trying to make that time and then you want to go with people like i would like to i'm going to thailand with my friends now i know that that camp thailand experience is going to be around like all the um the tourist hot spots as it would be so it's making that time then to like really plan out but like not planning out at the same time like making sure you're i think it's just like an extra consideration extra effort to put in to make sure that you're not just falling into the trap of uh, if i was to go like going LA and seeing Hollywood rather than seeing random places there is to get the actual culture there, which I think is really interesting to hear about. But also it's really scary. That's, yeah. that's the one thing I, I would say is 
doing these sort of trips it's not easy it's not like first of all no one understands why you do them yeah uh, other than people who have also done it and that's a very sort of small group of people in the grander populations and the chances of your local friends or your close friends and your family being like oh yeah yeah, yeah no of course is very slim uh, and two is it's terrifying literally the planning the day before it's only when you start getting into the swing of things it's literally just taking the first step and i i can't stress like this sort of idea of me oh i did this did that each time it's always terrifying to start with and then you gradually you just get the idea of like take each day as it comes and eventually it would you know in america I was sort of wild camping the whole, pretty much the whole way through. So you'd cycle till, you know, dusk, and then suddenly you'd be in the middle of nowhere and be like, right, I need to set up a place to camp. You don't know if this camp is out of bounds. You don't know if this place is, you know, got beds or walls or whatever it may be. You have no idea. And that's exciting as well as very terrifying. So the sort of idea that, you might see someone on social media who just goes and does this and it looks all very easy. I can assure you it, it can be terrifying at the same time. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like even now on my Thailand trip, I'm going with a group. I don't think I could do Thailand, especially first of all, like my first time going to that country on my own. Um, even if I was just with my friends that if I wasn't with like a group to tell me where to go, and traveling around Thailand, I think I would be terrified just because I don't know the culture. I don't know how to speak to these to different people. Do you get what I mean? Like it's it's scary just like going new place on your own, especially when, especially in the Western world, you got such a perception of things. Like even when I was telling my gran that I was going for four weeks to Thailand with this group, she was like, "Why would you want to go to Thailand for? What's in Thailand?" And I was like what what do you mean spectacular beaches yeah turquoise <laughs> beach white sand elephants <laughs> no I, I and also going there to learn going with friends they they all both have their advantages and disadvantages um and so you know whether you're doing this on your own if you have someone who has the same sort of mindset and the same ideas as you that's great but a lot yeah. of the time when you do these things or want to do something, it's very difficult to find someone who wants to do it. And actually now, nowadays in the last five years, there are amazing resources which you can go on that you can connect with people or even Instagram. You know, you yeah. see so many people, like-minded people who want to do these sort of things. So it's actually probably a lot easier to do it with someone now than it was a few years ago <laughs> yeah 100 percent. i'm very lucky my best friend neve uh is with me we're just as mad as each other like i'll text her um during the, like thailand it was a spontaneous thing but not really like she texts me this is a deal for thailand do you want to go and within four seconds we booked it booked onto this trip even now like i'll text her like saying this saying something that i want to do and she's like yes let's do it let's go uh hoping that she has enough time off to a ski and trip this year so i'll run that idea past it <laughs> But it's very nice to have someone. I know a lot. Of, not a lot of people um, have someone in their life that they can just text straight away and be like, "Let's do this." Do you have someone that you could just text and be like, "Let's go on this adventure"? Or uh, I think through doing the podcast, through speaking with a lot of people, um, it it opens up a lot of possibilities uh, mm -hmm. for people. So I had Emily Scott on one of my podcast episodes. And at the end of the podcast, we were sort of just chatting away and, you know, talking about travel and whatnot. And I said I had this idea to paddleboard from Source to Sea of the River Seven. Uh, this is during lockdown as well. And she was like, oh, that's really cool. I, I want to do that. I was like, OK, should we go and do it? And then six months later, we're going and doing it. So it's also putting yourself in a position where you have more, you know, there are adventure shows there are you know the kendall mountain festival there's lots of talks that people give you know the rgs so by going to a lot of these events 
are you or festivals or whatnot you meet a lot of like-minded people yeah a hundred percent agree uh, it's really funny this podcast actually came out of that i think it's even just like surrounding yourself by yes people even if you are like that friendly with them like with isaac i've known isaac for a week because i was helping him do his marketing for the Pelf park cycle um and so i said like oh, i really want to start a podcast it wasn't even anything adventure related to do with it i just said something i'd like to do is start a podcast in the next week we'd had the podcast set up because he texted me and he was like we need to set this up we can't just float this idea by if you really want to do it let's do it and it's just even if you're surrounding yourself with like yes people something's going to get done yeah and as i said the first step set you know setting up a podcast i i know how terrifying it can be and also it's that sort of fear of you know hold on i i have never presented i'm not a journalist i'm not how will i know how will i get on and actually at the end of the day it's just a conversation it's it's quite sort of simple in that respect but whereas you asking me questions it's the other way around or whatnot it has its different things but yeah i i think uh, it's always getting started which is the difficult part yeah a thousand percent even when i'm going on to like a call now I get a lot of social anxiety anyway so when I struggle like even jumping on this call with you today I've got my little squishy so I can go like this to keep myself focused because I struggle so much with it but I am of the opinion that I just don't want it to stop me from doing things because I love this podcast and even if for an hour before this podcast I am oh my god freaking out just in case especially with another podcaster coming on the podcast like oh no what's he gonna think of the podcast <laughs> but yeah then as soon as we're like 10 minutes in I'm so relaxed now that I put, put the squishy down I don't need it anymore <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> so yeah I'm not sure if you found the same when you were starting your podcast or you're just a bit like oh my god what are people gonna think well, yeah, you sort of have that idea of imposter syndrome. You're like, oh, is someone going to find out? Is anyone actually going to enjoy listening to me? Yes. <laughs> Especially my Welsh accent. Can they understand what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, talking about the podcast then, your podcast, The Modern Adventurer Podcast. First of all, what is a modern adventurer? So The Modern Adventurer title sort of came from the idea that in today's world 100 years ago people were or the victorian age you know or actually any time past 100 years ago they were going out and they were sort of exploring and you were finding new islands finding new uh plants new animals new this that, and the other and nowadays nearly everything has been found other than out in different galaxies far, far away. So the idea was what is the point of an explorer or what is the point of going on an adventure? As you say, if I can sit here at my computer and if I wanted to see a zebra or a giraffe, I can just Google it or I could watch a video of it. So what's the point of me going out across the world to go and see it for myself. And so the modern venture was sort of created to maybe explore what is the point and why people do it, and also to explore the sort of psychology around why people do it. Psychology is a big one that I sort of love, is sort of getting into the nitty gritty of um, people's minds. But that was sort of the real reason was like, what is the point in going on an adventure and that was what I wanted to sort of explore and that's why the sort of title sort of came about. I love that yeah I actually didn't know what a modern adventure would mean I'm really glad that you could explain that and it's such a good idea as well so what is the point of, of adventure why do you go out and explore? I, well, I sort of uh, adapt I, I think it's for peace of mind really I think one it's very easy to get comfortable. And the, I always love the quote of comfort and growth cannot coexist. And with adventure, I think you learn so much about yourself, about other people, about life in general. And with these sort of 
probably not so extreme now, but with those sort of adventures that I did five, six years ago, they were pushing me right to the limit of mentally or physically. And through that, I learned so much about myself, whether, you know, it was on my trip across Kenya, which was running 27 marathons in a month across the country. I'd never run a marathon before that. And suddenly I just decided to do all of them in once. But through that, I learned so much about myself and about literally if I want something um, and my mind is sort of saying, no, no, you know, you need to rest, you need to rest. It can actually go a lot further and quite scary at a sort of, in a sense, sign. But, you know, if I tomorrow had a bit of a cold or something or a sore throat, I'd probably be told to stay in for COVID. But um, it's the idea of like, I would probably do everything in my mind not to go for a run or go to the gym or go outside or, you know, do anything like that. But on that trip, because I was so focused on doing it, I, I had shin splints in both legs. I had food poisoning and yet I was still running a marathon. That's quite scary to me because obviously my mindset was so driven at the time to do that. Um, that nothing was going to stop me. Whereas now, pff, sore throat, I might be like, well, you know what, I might, I might need to stay inside today. <laughs> <laughs> it is really strange. Like, even when I talk to other people and they've gone on these really mad endurance adventures, I, I cannot understand how every day, no matter what, they get up and they do it again and again and again, cycling so many miles every day going to sleep on the side of a road getting up the next day and doing it doesn't matter if they've got food poisoning just like yourself I, as someone that has never done something like before like I cannot understand that and do you think that looking back you can't understand how you did it or is it purely motivation adrenaline driving you it's good I I sort of I love the I always give this sort of I always have the same sort of idea if I ask someone and say you know could you wake up at 3 a.m. and go for a one-hour run every day for a week? Could you? I could. Tomorrow at 3 a.m., would you get up at 3 a.m. to go for a run? I wouldn't, no, but I could. <laughs> okay, you could, of course. But that's the motivation. It's like, yeah. I could, but I won't. And it's the sort of same. It's like, if you at 3 a.m. had a flight to Thailand you're going to wake up at 3am, aren't you? Because yeah. in, and as soon as you get up, you are wide awake because you're excited. And it's the same. It's all about sort of motivation and what your why is. Yeah. And your why has to be really important because if your why isn't strong enough, you will quit. And like, you, you might look at these adventures of people cycling around the world and, you know, these beautiful landscapes and whatnot and they're in and they are incredible but there is a lot of hardship that goes with that and i think charlie walker who i know i had on the podcast he he cycled around the world and a lot of every day is just getting up and cycling for 10 hours constant cycling sometimes you'll be in a cornfield just row upon row of cornfields or nothing no one around you and there is a sense of sort of blissfulness and there's a sense of this but it as i say it can be that idea of his adventure is probably someone else's idea of absolute hell yeah that is actually the exact thing i thought when i watched um oh, sean conway's cycle um I think it was cycle across Europe and I was watching it and I was like, how is this guy going to sleep in just a bag on the side of a road? And I, that is my idea of, it is my idea of hell, but I can understand why he does it. I know that he loves it and he loves telling the story about it as well. Yeah. But it's uh, 
Yeah, he, I mean, his his story is really incredible. And as you say, for me, the idea of swimming down the this one side of Great Britain, I'm just like, that just sounds horrific. But to someone else, they'd be like, wow, that is incredible. I really want to do that. Yeah, see, like running one marathon, I can ride, run 5K so easily. I love running 5K. 27 marathons in a row? Not quite sure I could uh not quite sure I could have one marathon, never mind twenty-seven. <laughs> but you take it just day by day. Yeah. And yet the idea of when you go to sleep knowing that you have to wake up the next day and have another marathon, I could assure you is not the most pleasant. But as long as your why is strong and why you are doing it, whether that's for charity, whether that's for yourself, or whether that's for a cause of something that you believe in your why has to be stronger. Yeah. Can I ask you why you run 27 marathons in Kenya? Uh, yes, you can. Um, there were many reasons for it. Uh, one was a friend of mine runs a children's orphanage out there called Lewa's Children's Orphanage in Eldoret. And I had been wanting to raise money for them for a long time and it coincided with me wanting to get into running hence marathons um and kenya is one of my favorite countries and i and i'd never really ex uh i really wanted to explore the whole of kenya a bit like my sort of uh what's the word my american trip of going off the beaten track and really putting yourself into a really vulnerable position you know, if you've just got a backpack and your trainers on, you are at the mercy of the local people. And what I found was just this incredible hospitality, oh, sorry, incredible hospitality from the Kenyan people uh, towards me. And, you know, some of the most beautiful scenery uh, throughout. And that's sort of what I wanted to see and what I wanted to show in documenting it. Um, and that's sort of how it all sort of came about, really. Oh, wow, that sounds amazing. Did it, was it raising money you said it was for? Um, yes. Yes. It's amazing stuff. How, do you mind if I ask, like, how much did you raise? Or? Uh, I think it was in the region of about £5,000. Wow, that's so cool. It's amazing uh, stuff. I love it when people do stuff like that for a charity, because I know you're enjoying the adventure aspect of it as well. But then yeah. you're doing it for a good cause, which is great. Yeah, I know it was quite funny because um, a bit of that was, and this was the thing is I arrived in Kenya completely naive and slightly, what's the word? Well, naive. I, I'd, a lot of these trips are completely unplanned. It was like, you look on Google Maps and go, I'll just go from point A to point B and, you know, this all looks decent. We'll just see how we get on. Um, and along the way, someone had one of the politicians there had sort of got wind of my story so halfway through he uh he invited he got my number uh from like i don't know if, i can't remember but um and he had messaged me saying oh come in come in and he gave a really gen generous donation but you know this is like i don't know in the equivalent of the lib dem leader or something um and so he was there with all the suits on and everything. And of course, if you're running and only have a backpack, you're not going to carry anything smart. So I had to rock up to an office to, you know, see him in my running gear. And uh, then we had like a press conference. And of course, again, all, you know, his aides and him in a suit and me in my little running gear with, you know, my, I don't know, run, run for color fun run or whatnot shirt because I couldn't be bothered to get a like proper running shirt or anything. Um, but what it sort of showed was just like, you know, that these experiences happen. Um, and sometimes the, the unplanned stuff is the most exciting and the most memorable. Yeah, 100 um, percent. So I'm not sure if this is something that you've thought about, but it's a topic that came up yesterday when I was talking to uh, a woman in STEM, so um, I'm seeing as well, um, science, technology, uh, like, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so I was talking about like even I noticed with your podcast you've had a lot of women on and yeah. you had quite a diverse range. With my podcast, I'm not sure if it's a, I'm a bit smaller, but I find it quite hard to get a lot of diversity within it because I found that the adventure world, as I call it, isn't a very diverse place anyway. And when you're talking to these people about their adventures and even your own, um, how are you ensuring then that you're being inspiring to people? and representing everyone because it's easy for a white man like yourself who is in good shape to start talking about all these adventures you've done and then me as a young girl who has got asthma um I can't do you know what I mean like sometimes I can't relate to other people's adventures I'm not sure if that's something you've thought about before but is it something that you've consciously thought of and how are you making sure that you're stories and your adventures are inspiring for people i i suppose i can only talk about my own experiences but with my podcast i i speak to whoever um one has a story i think would be interesting to listen to and two um i you know i go out and try and find who's willing to actually speak to me i'm sure as you found you send out hundreds of requests saying come on my podcast and a lot of them get turned down so i i i i tend to listen to people who have a story but when you say this sort of adventure world it's a very loose term as we sort of probably discuss and you know the adventure world you could take it to the extreme which you know it might be the north pole or south pole those sort of people but the adventure world is or adventure in itself is a wide ranging subject. It's a bit of it's a bit of a nothing word really. Um, and adventure can be anything to anyone. And with a podcast, I've always found that actually the story is the most important. Um, I don't really delve into detail uh, about anyone's. I I don't know, but. The story is by far and away the most important and people who go out of their way to achieve something which sometimes they've never done or are breaking boundaries because of an experience they've had so i you know a couple of weeks ago i had darren edwards on who's broken his back from the neck down but that hasn't stopped him from kayak attempting to kayak for all oh, attempted from kayaking from Land's End to John O'Groats. And even with his disability, he is still pursuing these adventures regardless. And I suppose with my podcast, it, the whole idea or my zebra adventures was to say that it doesn't really matter where you're from or whatever. You, you, you can do extraordinary stuff in a in whatever range you would. Sometimes that might be your Everest and Everest and the South Pole is extraordinarily expensive. And that can only really be for people, one, who are breaking a record, but you'd have to be either the youngest or the fastest or something else um, and think very intelligently because no, no brand is going to really sponsor you to go and have a little jolly down on the on Mount Everest or the South Pole. But adventure is more, you know, climbing peaks in the Lake District or um, down crossing Dartmoor. It doesn't have to be these extreme adventures that you might see. If you want to go and do that, that's, that's absolutely fine. But adventure is such a broad range and it's such a welcoming community throughout, I don't know, on Instagram, but people are always willing to sort of give you time. And so where, wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast, if you have an idea or a story that you want to tell um, that's interesting, people are always there to listen. Don't know, yeah. did that make any sense? Uh, that was great. No, it did actually make a lot of sense. And what I was going to say is what I love about um, your podcast specifically and just people podcasting in general is this not like mainstream media like Netflix and I said this yesterday but on Netflix if I see like any sort of like in extreme endurance of sport adventure type documentaries it's always going to be a white man um, on the cover of it who's done something the fastest or so, um, 
well, climbed the highest mountain in record time. Um, and at the beginning of those documentaries, there's always like only five minutes of how they got there. And the rest is about how they did it. Um, the actual them doing the endurance adventure. There's never the talk of like what all that went into it. And what I love about podcasts like this is you're getting into that background. I'm not sure if you feel the same way about that. Well, I, I as I say, I, I just pick people or people ask to come on my show um and it's it's really about their story and if the story is interesting you know there's nothing more boring than listening to someone going yeah i wanted to uh run from i don't know uh i wanted to run from london to cornwall how did that go i went fine you know if 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 someone's just very monotone and speaks um and doesn't have stories to tell but that's what's so great about your podcast or podcasting in general it's about telling stories that excite people that inspire people to just get out of the house just to go on a hike go for an extra long walk adventure it doesn't have to be this vast sway of the south pole or north pole or everest it's it can be just going on this massive hike maybe it's the three peaks or something you know that 20 climbing the three highest peaks in 24 hours that's an exciting adventure for a lot of people and one that if anyone wants to do it i'm very get down to do it <laughs> <laughs> um but that's the thing in the adventure world it's i think a very open and welcoming community and as i say adventure is just such a broad term that everyone's included yeah I couldn't have said it better myself yeah um that's why I love asking people what it means to them because it's such a it's a really personal word that I never thought about until I started talking to people that are outdoorsy I guess like I'm sure if I went to my group chat now and my friends and asked them what adventure means to them they're not a very outdoorsy group of girls they'd be like what why are you asking me this question um but i would love to know their answer because I, I would love to know what they what adventure is to them to be honest i might actually do that after this podcast <laughs> well that that is the thing it, it is such a loose term it's it's sort of a vast array of different things and i'm sure on your podcast you know, whether that's adventure in the filming, adventure in the photography, adventure in just the endurance, or whether it's a triathlon, adventure is everything. Um, and so sort of to put it down as a sort of, I don't know, one thing, I think slightly, uh, well, wrong, um, because it's it means, a diff it's sort of one of these words that means something different to everyone. Yeah kind of bringing this podcast episode to the end to an end now um who has been your biggest inspiration so far when you've been talking to someone on a podcast if you can say or if there's been multiple people um oh that's an interesting one i i've i've had there are some incredible people out there doing incredible things um i think I had Lucy Shepard on, who just did a massive trek in the Amazon rainforest and got back. I had Nick Butters on, who last year, well, he did a marathon in every country along the world, but last year ran, across, ran around the UK. Um, but some really good stories are usually from some of, you know, I had uh, Darren Edwards on a couple of podcasts ago and you know, he, I was his first podcast he'd ever done. And his story is incredible. Um, I mean, I didn't really say a word. He spoke for about an hour um, just talking about his story. And as a podcaster, I'm sure you know, if people just speak, it's brilliant. You just sit back and just listen. Um, but there are some incredible people. Um, and with my podcast, it is a wide range of people from Lizzie Daly, who's a wildlife presenter, to um i don't know uh benedict allen to uh the dangi kilkani katie limpia pip stewart um so all of these stories they they all have their unique um perspective on adventure and they all have their different stories to tell um and whether or not you know adventure 
people go on these big adventures, it all st always stems from something, you know, whether it's life changing injury or whether it's, um, you know, not happy in life. Adventure sort of can be sort of nature's cure in a sense. And they all have that sort of interesting bit about it. That's sort of why. That was a very wise answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I love it when people talk on. So I, I've loved that today is I've given you like small prompts and you've just had some amazing answers and wise words, if you will, <laughs> to talk about, which has been great. So what does the future for Zebra Adventures and yourself look like? Uh, well, so Zebra Adventures is an ever-changing uh, platform. Uh, it's more to sort of do with media, podcasting, videos, photography, um, blogs, helping people. But uh, probably in the future, it'll be more of a community, sort of telling people how they can go on these sort of adventures with different people who have come on the podcast or different people who um you know, helping people get into adventure. But also for me, uh, I'm planning on doing a documentary in the summer, which is about sustainable tourism, where there's about eight of us going. And the idea is to travel to different parts of Europe, which are off the sort of tourist map and looking at ways of how they've become sort of sustainable in their approach to tourism and sustainable in their community really and so the idea i think is a sort of two-month expedition uh documenting and i think the plan is for a tv series or feature documentary oh wow that's so exciting i was gonna say this kind of this second season of the podcast has been mainly me talking to two national park um authorities and how they are tackling climate change really so for you, how are you making sure that when you, you're going and being a tourist, how are you being sustainable? Is that something quite personal to you? I assume it is because you're doing a documentary, but. So uh, I think the plan on this documentary is to have three or four different camp events. Yeah. Uh, one will, this is the idea at the moment, I'm sure it could change, but the idea is that one will be hydrogen, one will be electric, one will be biodiesel and one will be petrol. And it's to sort of show different, um, one, cost, two, in terms of accessibility to these different uh, different fuel sources, but also try and offset any sort of carbon, I'm not sure how, but um, try and offset in another way. But the idea is to show how you can be sustainable in travel. And that is one of the main things we are trying to document is how rather than going to the main places, let's say like Venice, which is heavily, you know, overly populated with tourists, it's how people can move away from that into other communities and other areas of Europe and explore those different parts. That's amazing stuff. I, I love it when, especially now with TikTok coming out, is I'm learning about all these new places in countries I've heard about a million times um, that you just wouldn't think of going. Like with Italy, it'd be Venice or Florence to go to. And then seeing someone make just short videos about this new place and how to get there for really cheap, I think is really inspiring, actually. And it's easy. It's nice to see because sometimes a lot of what puts me off is the amount of tourism that are in places um because you're not getting a feel for the actual culture but why is it important to you then that you do this documentary i think it's important to show how people can i think sustainable tourism is becoming more on people's minds um you know i think if you said 10 years ago that you weren't going to travel because you don't want to fly because of its impact on the environment. Uh, I don't think that was really a sort of main thing that people were discussing, whereas nowadays you hear more and more people say it. More and more people, and COVID's sort of shown a good side and a bad side of travel. One is that you can have adventures in your own backyard. There are plenty of things to sort of do and see, let's say, 
in the UK or wherever you are in the world. But also it's meant that people have become, travel in itself has become more of a luxury thing nowadays, which I think is a bad thing because I think it should be accessible to all. And by doing that, by doing that, it sort of means that you understand these different cultures better. You understand different communities, different ideas. And if people just become insular, then it's, what's the word? Um, I can't think of the word. You, uh, <laughs> you basically are, it's it sort of shut. Uh, I can't even think of the word now. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I've lost my train of thought. But it's sort of the idea of um, that people are less likely to travel now and it's become more of a luxury thing. You know, I haven't been traveling since the lockdown started. Um, but there's so many different things to see in the UK where we are to go exploring. But I'd be lying if I said I don't want to go traveling because. It's what I love doing. I love meeting people. I love exploring different places. Um, it's one of the joys and excitements in life. And I think it should be accessible to all. Whereas now it's like, you need this, you need that. You need to do this, you need to do that. Um, and anyway, I've sort of gone off on a train of thought and completely uh, lost everyone. So we'll, we'll go back to <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I agree, though, with COVID. I don't think I would have seen half of the UK if it wasn't for COVID, just because I am itching to just get out of my tiny little town. I love my tiny little town. It's in the Brecon Beacons. But I've seen those mountains a million times. I need to see new mountains. <laughs> so I had to go out and explore the UK. But even then, I need, like, this year, fingers crossed, I've got a lot of trip plans. My boss has been very lovely to give me the time off. I think he understands that COVID has not done me well. But, yeah, it's just the thought to me is this world is so big. I'd love to I want to see every part of the world. Um, and it'd be, I would really enjoy actually watching that documentary and seeing a different way that I can go and see the world because... A lot of the times when I'm trying to plan trips, it's okay, what flight do I need to book? What part am I staying in? As in, what's the best area in this big city is the best place to stay in? I'd love to see smaller places and how to get there. And for more, more sustainably as well, because I've got this podcast, so I talk about it. But when it comes to my own travels, I'm not practicing what I'm preaching. So it'd be nice to see that. Well, don't worry, I feel completely the same with you. I've been talking to 50 plus people about theirs. And I had someone on the other day who was like, God, you've been on so many places. I'm like, no, 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 these people aren't me. <laughs> I, I put them up on my Instagram, but it's not me. I'm not going off on these trips. I'm I'm editing in my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, so thank you for this today. Um, as a closing note, what's one piece of advice you would like to give my listeners today? It's that uh, no adventure is too big or too small and um that well, i don't know um <laughs> it's a if, you, if you're thinking of doing a big big adventure whether you know it's walking from london to iraq or whatnot and you're you're scared you should be but because it is terrifying planning these trips but it will be the planning that's terrifying not the actual trip and those sort of trips are always worth pursuing if you can um but there are so many adventures to be had on your own backyard and so you know especially in covid times um go and explore around your county around your area because there are so many incredible things to be seen thank you for that that was great where can people find out more about you where can they follow you see your podcast uh, so the podcast is called The Modern Adventurer. It's on YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and every other one. It's all, uh, My website is called Zebra Adventures, which is sort of photography and where the podcast and blogs are about uh, trips and my trips and everything. And on Instagram at John Horsfall, 
um, and so there you can send me a message if you're thinking of doing something big because I always want to hear and always want to uh, hear about it. Great stuff. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for coming on. I'll link everything in the description below so people can find it really easy. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting away. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode there are new episodes every thursday and if you want to keep up to date with the mind the green space outside of the podcast make sure you check us out on instagram at mind the green space there'll be a link in the description <laughs>